I love her. I love her very much. I've never had a feeling oh, like shut this. Up. And speaking of love, weren't you and I going to talk about that today? Yes, we were. But, well, couldn't you manage to arrange your time so you could have a little fun, too? Welcome to BombCom, the podcast about the romantic comedies that you love to hate and hate to love. I'm Kat. And I'm Molly. We'd like to acknowledge that the recording of this podcast takes place both in the region of Peel, which is part of the treaty lands and the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit. And Ottawa, which was built on unceded Anishinaabe Algonquin Nation territory. I find it very fascinating that you've never seen the Bath and Body Works candle video rant. Honestly, your take is pretty, I think you have a pretty hot take on this. (laughs) I also am surprised I've never seen it. Being a student of the internet for too long a time. And a candle girly. And a candle girly. Actually, I've given up on Bath and Body Works. Um, In this economy, it's not a feasible decision. You know? Yeah. Just even the sheer, like, the sheer quantity of candles that you end up with when you're doing the Bath and Body Works lifestyle. It's like... One time I just looked up and I just had like a, a like a Rubbermaid bin full of three wicks. And I'm yeah. like, it, it has to stop. It has to end. <laughs> it has to end with I can me. lift it. This generational trauma, I have to stop. <laughs> the Bath and Body Works buck stops here. Because <laughs> also the three wicks are expensive. They're 30 bucks each. Yeah, dude. That's why you wait for the, the multi-sale. Yeah. No, I know. And then they become like half price. Like we were in there sniffing like... <sighs> Yeah, I know it was it was it was let's talk about let's talk about the epidemic of this here crack pipe <laughs> bath and body works. OK, so you showed me this video. It was so entertaining. I will definitely watch it again. It's so funny. <laughs> and she doesn't mean it to be funny, which is the best kind of funny. So. No. Yeah. She's very serious in her uh, beliefs and her self-righteousness, you know. So my hot take Right off that, watching that video, one, was it Janet? Jen from Appleton. Quotation marks, quote, quote, unquote, Jen from Appleton mm-hmm. was in the wrong. Mm, say more. Yeah, she's the one who misinformed the customer, mm-hmm. called the customer earlier to be like, hey, I know you're coming for this product. It takes some time to go get it. So like, let me know so then I can go get it. Then yeah. this lady goes, I'm leaving now, so that's a half an hour away. Takes 15 minutes to get to the offsite, okay? It should have, theoretically, if someone said that to me, and I would be like, oh, now, run, you know, to the offsite. Yeah. She did not do that. When this lady shows up, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, you already know the context of this lady being a pain in your dick the entire time. She's been calling mm-hmm. for a week straight, multiple weeks even. She's been calling Appleton, Ash Cash, <laughs> Okay. Exactly. I, I can't remember the names. I can't remember the full, names of the place, but like full, Appleton. Fullerton. There's one with an F and I can't remember. Wisconsin. <laughs> the entirety of Wisconsin. Yeah. So you know that this lady is very on it, okay? Mm. You're going to do everything you possibly can to make this as smooth as possible. Speaking from like a retail perspective, you're going to make this as yeah. smooth as possible so that she can get the fuck out of there, dude. Because you know... Literally, it's in everyone's best interest. It is in everyone's best interest that you cater to this bitch so that she can get the hell out of your store and stop call, stop blowing up your phone. Okay? Mm-hmm. This Jen doesn't do that. Mm-mm. 
Then her, like, apparently her cashier was rude to this lady. After her mom already spent money, already spent $60. <laughs> 60 whole smackaroons. And, which in this co- economy, Molly would be $120. It's baffling because this video came out 10 years ago. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, go and go on YouTube and look up why I might boycott Bath and Body Works. Yeah. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, in all caps, rant. As if she, as if she would. Did you see, did you hear how? She would never. She, she would never. Did you hear how happy she was when she said, my peach bellini? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So one, Jenna's She's, in the wrong. And, and, and she, no, this, this lady a thousand percent is never going to, I'm sure she still has like rooms full of their stuff. She said one of the, one of, <laughs> one of the lines she said in the video is, you're going to give me a coupon. I've got every single coupon that Bath and Body Works has ever published. I was like, yeah, lady, you're really going to boycott it? Okay. We'll see about that. Like, imagine. is at an all-time high, madam. Imagine, like, Tony Collette doing this speech. <gasps> How good would it be? So good. Oh, my God. Right? Oscar-worthy. Oscar-worthy. Literally. You just gave me goosebumps with that suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Hollywood. Your new casting casting manager what the fuck not casting agent i think it's hbic head bitch in casting Mm, thank you that sounds accurate yeah jen was in the wrong especially going off of what this lady said she said that she was very nice the entire time she didn't include all the f words that she included in her rant (laughs) she didn't say goddamn she wasn't doing jen Mm -hmm. quotation marks so if this lady was like obviously very frustrated and like kind of on the edge i understand Mm -hmm. And then, and then um, she's like, okay, I think I'd like deserve something. She shouldn't have asked, especially because she didn't like throw a fit. She shouldn't have been the one to ask. Jen should have been like, I'm so sorry. Like, let me make this right for you and done it. That's customer service, babes. Yeah. And let me tell you, the comment section on this video, on this video Mm. is like a war zone. It's truly like the, the Jen from Appleton stands versus Bath and Body Works peach bellini stands it's so divided oh people are passionate yeah lots of other lots of people are like these people get yelled at all day whatever i'm Mm -hmm. like listen i understand i am on the side of the gens from appleton okay i am jen from appleton but i wouldn't fuck up we all (laughs) yeah aren't aren't we all jen from appleton Mm -hmm. at the end of the day we're always catering to somebody but yeah and then Jen goes, mm, okay, well, if you're unhappy and then pulls out the receipt, you can call this number or whatever. I only pull that shit when someone is not happy with the shit I'm already giving them. Mm. See, this is also the thing is that like if this lady was truly saying that she was being nice, if I experienced the same lady, which I do, not on a daily, mm. but weekly, okay? If we fucked up and then someone was so nice about it when they have every right to kind of be upset, I will bend over backwards to make your life great. If mm-hmm. you even give me a hint of attitude, I ain't doing shit. Then I push the number at you. Yeah. So I don't know. We weren't there. We have one perspective. Yeah. Where's Jen from Appleton's 12-minute video rant, you know? Yeah. We need to get Jen to weigh in on this 10 we years do. later. <laughs> this you know? 10 years. It's like a reunion. Real Housewives. Like, it's um that guy with gray hair who hosts all of the shows in the middle. And then there's one couch on the left, Jen from Appleton, one couch on the right blonde lady bath and body works candle lady 
and they both are just they've had time to cool down mm. and think about it think about their sides of the story and now they're back to clear the air yeah yeah that's what i would love to see yeah with a dramatic reenactment by tony collette yeah they keep like cutting yes. to the dramatic reenactment that's so funny that would be amazing. Like in like, and then it would be like, shows. yeah, it would be like the screen in screen. So you see the like, it, you see the footage playing back, and then you see like, um, C- candle lady. She's just shaking her head. She does that thing where she does a deep sigh and rolls her eyes at the ceiling. <sighs> like that you you can't hear it, but you can in your soul. You can yep. imagine it, you know. So that's my hot take. However much I am uh, on Jen from Appleton's side, this lady yeah. did have a point, especially if she did the work. And someone told, like, she, I've been in this situation. I get obsessed over, like, material things sometimes. <laughs> and I be calling, no. <laughs> me, I be calling stores. I mean, like, do you have this? Do you have this? I be going to the Appletons and the Oshkoshes looking for a particular thing. And if someone told me, yeah. yeah, we have it, I'll put it aside for you. And then I show up and then they don't, which I think has happened before. I <gasps> would be upset. I wouldn't make a 12-minute ranting video. I would do a voice recording for my friends. Yeah. I feel like that's what I was going to say. You would do a 12-minute voice memo rant, and then you would send it to the group chat. And I'd be like, anyways, but I bought something else. (laughs) Yeah. And then you'd be like, now I feel better. Now I feel better. Thank you for listening. Bye. Like and subscribe. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah. So that's my hot takes. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for showing me that video. You're welcome. And thank you for showing the world your hot take because everyone needs to hear two sides. We need, this is what we're we're lacking in today's world. We're lacking perspective. Yeah. We're living in our liberal bubbles, bro. We just keep surrounding ourselves with our own opinions. And then it's just like, we're never outside our own opinions. Yeah. The old feedback loop. Anyways, Kat. Yes. What movie are we talking about today? We are here to talk about one of my favorite holiday movies. Holiday rom-commies. Rami-commies. <laughs> I don't know why. Yes, comrade. Hey. <laughs> it's Last Holiday, starring the queen herself, Queen Latifah. And? L.O. Cool J. L.O. Cool J. Sorry, I don't... Who is that? What's his full name? <laughs> Oh, LL Cool J. You may not recognize him by his stage name. Let me just remind you by telling you his full name, which is Ladies Love Cool James. Let me repeat that. LL Cool J stands for Ladies Love Cool James. And you know what? What? The ladies do be loving Cool James. The ladies do love Cool James. (laughs) In this movie, they dress... Both of the main characters oh my God. so frumpy for like most of the movie. And then there's one part where you see uh, Queen Latifah and her co-worker oh talking about how hot LL Cool J's character is. And she goes, you could crack a walnut on that ass. And then you just see, you just pan over and it's just LL Cool J's butt in some khakis. Like it's not even butt. tight. <laughs> not even tight. So loose as fuck. And, like, to the point so that loose. when I watched this movie with my boyfriend, mm-hmm. he was listening to the way that the coworker was talking, and he was like, whoa. <laughs> and then she said the line about his butt, and he's like, whoa. And then they cut to him bending over, and he's like, what the fuck? You can't even see his ass. This lady is delusional. She was on another level. Like, everyone at the department store where they worked was so chill and just going about their business. And then you had Miss Fun Time walking up 
with I don't know I don't know what was in her coffee girl but like she was on another tier of existence that no one else was matching her energy and I don't no. think they should because it was really crazy <laughs> imagine if there was two of the same person oh lord no couldn't be us <laughs> okay so Let's go back a little bit to the start because we had some great intro, but then I feel like I jumped in too quickly. So like the the premise of the last of last holiday is actually did you find a logline that sums it up or a summary? So the logline for this movie, which came out BT Dubs 2006. Wow. Before the 2008 housing crash. <laughs> I don't know why I have to add that <laughs> for context. <laughs> <laughs> For context, everybody, five years after 9-11. <laughs> okay, the logline always is, comes back to 9-11. Always. Never forget. Okay, this is the logline. <laughs> upon learning of a terminal in- illness, a shy woman decides to sell all her possessions and live it up at a posh Central European hotel. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Accurate, but she doesn't actually sell anything aside from her bonds. Yeah, right? Um, I don't know why they added that in. I know. So, okay. So, Last Holiday is an um, is a 2006, this is what Wikipedia says, is a 2006 American mm. romantic comedy drama filmed, film directed by Wayne Wang and written by Jeffrey Price and Peter S. Seaman. The film is loosely based on the 1950 British film of the same name by J.B. Priestley. I didn't know that there was a, that it's a spinoff, a take. Yeah, so like when we were trying to find this movie because it was not on any of the streamers. I know what the fresh hell. We watched it on the a streamer a couple of years ago together, and then it was gone. Yeah, so rude. Very rude. Um, but what's it called? So yeah, so when we were looking for it, we almost watched the old one, and uh, I had to be like, no, stop. What was the giveaway? Was it in black and white, and that was the giveaway? It was. The poster of white people. Okay, fair. That'll do it. (laughs) Yeah, so this movie came out in 2006. I can't, I cannot tell you when the first time I watched this movie was, but I can tell you how much I love this movie. One, because I love anything Queen, well, I love Queen Latifah, so I will Mm -hmm. mostly watch everything that she does. Also, this is like, you know, big girl representation, and she like kicks ass Mm -hmm. and then learns to come out of her shell and love herself and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. We love it. We love to see it. And like, this is a question I had too about like, is this technically a rom-com in the way that we have defined it? But I wanted to say that even though it is not technically a rom-com in the way that we define it, it is still a rom-com because like she is falling in love with herself. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And also if that wasn't enough, which it is. Even if that wasn't enough, like the B plot of Ladies Love Cool James chasing her across the nation mm. and facing all of these trials and tribulations to come to her side. And like that is, I mean, that's obviously romance at its finest. Yeah. So. Literally, biggest, grandest gesture you could possibly do freaking trekking a snow capped mountain, bro. Dude. <laughs> In your khakis, well. dude. In his khakis, dude, on the mountain. When? <laughs> when was the first time you saw this movie? I believe I watched it with my 
mom and sister like around Christmas, maybe four or five years ago. Mm. Because I wanted to um, expand my horizons for Christmas movies that I had never seen before. Yeah. And and technically this is a, I guess a New Year's Eve movie, but still it's, you know, it, it hits all the hallmarks. There's, it, there's snow. I'll take it. And I also <laughs> love, also love Queen Latifah and... Mm-hmm. Um, and also Gerard Depardieu, no, Gerard Depardieu, is that his name? Yeah, Gerard Depardieu. He's in it, very wonderful cartoon looking man. Yeah. Fabulous. He looks like, you know what he looks like? A human version of, um, that cartoon where there was two Vikings and one of them's tall and one of them's small. You know, the one with the, the mustache, the tall one with red hair, looks like a Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. The cast of this movie was very fun. Yeah. It was a very fun premise. It was, I, I remember, I like it, you like it. Everyone that I've ever talked to is like, this is a fun movie. I remember it being, like, well-received, but it actually wasn't commercially successful. They actually lost money making this movie. Yeah. About about two, two mil they lost. Aww. Gross net i am not surprised because i love this movie it's like one of those they don't really make movies like this anymore i feel like where it's like a kind of a medium good you know yeah that's a very good description there's there's nothing outstandingly high performance about this movie but there's also nothing bad and it's very enjoyable yeah it's very enjoyable wait does, is it mid, but in a good way? <laughs> yeah, I think it's mid in the way that, like, you just want... Sometimes you just want something to put in the background. Or, like, you know how you have so many TV shows to watch, but then you would rather just go back to your, like, comfort mm-hmm. TV shows because you know what to expect? Oh, yeah. This is one of them. Yeah. Agreed. And, like, an enjoyable kind of journey. Yeah. And it's, it's lighthearted. It's fun i there's a lot of things that i like about it i liked the the i felt that the intro of georgia who's the main character played by queen latifah was very good Mm -hmm. like the exposition that they did in the let's say the first 10 minutes Mm -hmm. or of the movie i thought was really elegant and really well well played like it opens on the scene a choir is practicing in a church and the the pastor or cantor calls out Queen Latifah for being like not she's like not there. She's kind of like half assing it. And yeah. then she you and then it turns into this kind of like montage. A montage that doesn't rush you along. It just takes its time showing you kind of like a day in the life of Georgia Bird. And she goes and gets her groceries and he she uses her coupons and then she walks home. She lives in New Orleans which they had they threw in a little streetcar moment for her which was a nice touch yeah um you know you see her walking in her neighborhood she gets catcalled she just ignores them she walks up to her house you know she lives alone but she i got the i got the feeling that she owned the house because you find out that she's extremely restrained and financially responsible yeah so this woman who you know you find out so much about her in so little time. That's what I love when they do that well. And, and yeah. even you see the, 
George's relationship with her next door neighbor, who is this twelve year old kid. Mm-hmm. I know no Who's explanation like, as to like he is he just a neighbor? Is he a nephew? Like we don't ever see his parental guardian, even though it's kind of low, uh, like uh, very loosely referenced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like you, all you know is that like Queen Latifah is tight with this kid who lives next door. <gasps> To the point where she will come home every night from working her shift on her feet, working in, in was it, what is the department store called again? Cragen? Cragen? Cragen's, yeah. Cragen's. And then she comes home. She, she makes this phenomenal gourmet meal, spends all this like love and time making it. And then she doesn't even eat it. She just gives it to the kid next door and says, take some for your grandpa or something, you know? And then she's eating her lean cuisine from the microwave. And immediately you're, you get this like portrait of this woman who is so disciplined and frugal. And she, she, she I feel like a lot of people can identify with that kind of character because she yeah. lives in her imagination a lot. Yeah. She lives, she has this book of possibilities, which is, look. It, at first, I remember looking at it and being like, this is a little weird that she, it's a bit stalkerish that she has like photos of her, her crush, his face cut out and glued onto like catalog pictures with her own. But then I was like, yo, before Photoshop and fan edits and Tumblr, mm-hmm. a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. You know, sometimes you have to make a, a binder. <laughs> Bro, she was literally manifesting the life that she wanted before people started uh, before the hot topic of manifestation and manifesting even started her possibilities is just a book of manifestations Ian, when we were watching it he was like oh my god because he saw her take the photo of her food and then print it out and then put it in her book of like (laughs) possibilities which is so cute Mm -hmm. and he's like oh that's her instagram (laughs) yeah literally he kept referring to it as her instagram and then when like later when the boy um, like a few minutes later in that scene when the boy like go pulls it out of the drawer and starts looking at it, he's like, Oh no, he yeah. hacked her Instagram. <laughs> Not her Finsta. That's supposed to be private. <laughs> and like I love listen, I love any movie that introduces a a quiet, lonely character at first. Mm-hmm. Because it gets you right in the feels, dude. Yeah. It's very um relatable very identifiable and then like you see the way that they currently live their life and then you just know that like things are gonna change things are gonna happen Mm. to them and then they're hopefully gonna come out of it and then at the end yeah something's gotta give and then at the end uh it's gonna be happily ever after and then it's like a nice satisfying journey you know satisfying exactly that's what that's what you get out of this movie and that's what you want from this movie yeah i was gonna say that this is the reason that you know there's that theory why keanu reeves is so successful because he is so neutral in his acting that anyone who's watching can project themselves onto him no i've never heard of this yeah so that's why he's such a successful like star and i feel like that's what that's the same dynamic that you see whenever um there's a character who's quiet Mm. you're seeing you you're projecting what they could be thinking whatever you want them to be thinking Mm -hmm. right whatever you would be thinking in that scenario that's what they're thinking so that's why that is so effective to me yeah fair enough so like the fun thing about this kind of movie you were saying like none of the acting is bad because again it's like no one is going to win an oscar for this movie but everyone is Mm -hmm. doing what they were paid to do you know 
Mm-hmm. They deliver yes. in the funnest and like most kind of like fuck in the funnest. Literally, that's all I'm going to say. In the funnest way possible, they did their job. They had fun. Yeah. And then they went home. And like you, you want that. Like how nice is it to like go back to this movie kind of every year, every couple of years to just rewatch it? Yep. Every November I go or every I go. Let me start over. <laughs> every December I go back and watch this movie. Every November I go back and watch I May Boycott Bath and Body Works Candle Rant. <laughs> festive. It's festive season. But I think that it's very interesting that you say that because like the I feel like this is a this is almost like this movie is almost like a fantasy fulfillment. Mm-hmm. The fantasy of being the unobtrusive shy person who's just trying to get by, trying to make it work and you've kind of been dealt a shit hand and then you through whatever means all of a sudden come into your own power. Yeah. And this literally happens to Georgia when she there's two instances that i can think of where she starts to realize that she actually has a lot more power than she thinks she does and the first time is after she finds out after she's been diagnosed with this terminal illness she goes to her boss and she says look man i'm trying to talk to you i'm trying to tell you something she's trying to i don't know tell him that she needs some medical leave or something yeah. Trying to basically just tell him, I just found out I'm dying and I'm going to not be working here right anymore. And he won't give her two seconds to talk. And yeah. she like she just gets she just loses it and she just breaks his phone up and she won't even she doesn't even <laughs> give him the time of day. He's so confused by the situation, but she's just like, you won't listen to me. Fine. Then I'm not going to give you any information. She just busts up his phone and says, I quit. And then that's the first moment where she's like, oh, actually, I have agency. And then the second moment when because she she's this is this is still new to her at this point. She gets when she's on the plane. Mm. Oh, yeah. The guy in front of her, it keeps trying to like lean back. And then she's like, she won't let him. She keeps her. She keeps putting her feet up or her legs up. And so he 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 tattles on her and goes to like the air hostess and is like, she didn't let me put my seat back. And so then the air hostess makes it Queen Latifah's problem. And then she goes, you know what? I don't have a problem with with you. or I'll tell you who has a problem. The airline has a problem for making these seats so goddamn small because they're so greedy and they're trying to cram as many people as they can, blah, blah, blah. Everyone in economy is cheering her on like it's a Tumblr story. And then... And then, and then everyone, wow, yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, <clears throat> and then the air hostess goes, well, you know, you would have a lot more space if you were up in one of our first class pods being like, maybe you should have paid more money if you wanted more space. Yeah. So freaking annoying. And then she goes, how much? And I went, fuck yeah. I was like, yes, bitch. That's- and the air hostess is like, what? How much? How much for the damn pod? I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was so satisfying when she said that. And then she's up in first class drinking her whole bottle of champagne with like a lobster or something. They're I was like bringing oh. her the like whole turkey out. or yeah, something. They rolled out a whole yeah. turkey. They're like, this is our Christmas Day special. Excuse me. Where in that plane is someone? What is this? A turkey? Etihad? Yeah. Yeah. They're fucking based. You're telling me that air hostess is basting that turkey, bro. Get yeah. out of here. Get the Not on my here. Delta. Yeah. 
Not on my Air Canada flight. Uh, Definitely not on our Air Canada flight. Honestly, Air Mm -mm. Canada, don't sponsor us. We don't want your fucking dirty money. (laughs) We don't want your nasty, like, dry chicken salad money, okay? I don't want your no-snack-ass-having money. Your $16 box of fruit and cheese ass-having snacks. (laughs) I don't want your in-flight entertainment ass money. I don't want your fucking $50 for one piece of checked luggage fee ass money. Yeah. You fucking bums. You're bums. Pay your people more, bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We just just embodied Queen Latifah, Georgia Bird. (laughs) You just got possessed by the spirit of georgia bird <laughs> yo georgia i would ride bird airlines byrd airlines hell yeah i would the reason why she's on a plane is that she decides she like okay after she finds out that she has a terminal illness they literally the doctor literally tells her she has three weeks to live and she's like the yeah, fuck i've wasted my whole life being so careful and now mm-hmm. i got three weeks dude so mm-hmm. she quits her job, goes to church, have a little sing. <laughs> Yo, I, okay, I am not that kind of Christian, but sometimes mm-hmm. I really wish I was. Yeah. Catholic churches need to up their music game, dude. Yeah. The way I would have been at church bright and early if I was at one of those churches where they sing, like, fun singing. My yeah. God. Sang fun sing- singing, and then, like, when someone's, like, really trying to get, uh, fight their demons... They just let her. Yeah. It was so funny. He was in yeah. the middle of the sermon and then she's and just like in her up, feelings. Right? Stomping their feet, clapping their hands. Get it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's therapy. Like, yes, I'm not Georgia. even joking anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. therapy. That's where you should go and be like asking the questions and feeling your emotion and not just like repressing yeah. them in your fucking soul, Catholics. So in this podcast, we are Catholics. We have problems with Air Canada. <laughs> Air Canada. <laughs> the Catholics. The Catholics. And we're allowed to because we are Catholic, so we're being self-critical, okay? Yeah. In my church, you have, in these other churches, you have these, like, lively, joyful bands. And in my church, it's the Crypt Keeper times three at the front of the room. My first church here, well, not first church, sorry, one of the ones that I went to for a long time, they had, like, a really good choir. They used to go sing Mm -hmm. competitions and stuff. They were really, really good. This new church that's beside my mom's house that we've been, that she's been living in since like 2014, the Mm -hmm. band is whack. And like, I don't know, (laughs) I don't know if it's just like lack of talent or lack of uh, not having a competent musical director, but Mm. honestly, it is crazy to hear. It is so out of tune. They are not together. The guy playing the guitar is not, he's like fine. But it's just not something he, it's not like good. And you hear the mistakes and it's just, it's so, every time I go to church, which is not a lot anymore, but I was there recently, so it's fresh in my mind. I be giggling (laughs) and like my mom, my mom will look over. She's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, the songs. (laughs) And then she'll also start giggling. Yeah. 
Having a giggling audience is probably not the desired effect. No. So yeah, maybe maybe an area for improvement, as mm-hmm. they say in the corporate world. <laughs> so then after Georgia leaves church, she goes to uh, the bank and she wants to liquidate all of her assets and anything that her mom and her grandmother left her, whatever, and, which mm-hmm. is like a lot, a lot of money. I don't, they don't exactly say how much, but I feel like it's in the realm of like $100,000 or $200,000 or something. How much did she win at, at the at the casino table? She won $100,000. I remember thinking, oh, she's won back yeah. all of the money. Like in my mind, I was thinking she's gone on this intercontinental luxury spending spree but now she's just gone gone and won it all back. Mm-hmm. Or Amy Amy and I like logicked it out one time and I think that you're right. It's about it's it's probably in that window cuz like especially if you look at the spending, the amounts that we know that she spent, like yeah. the sweet the sweet she was in. Okay, so she sorry, uh just a quick recap. Sorry, so, so I'm not jumping around too much, but for the listeners, she goes to Carlo Viveri, which is in the Czech Republic. Question yes, ma'am. To yes, to this luxury hotel called Hotel Poop. Yep. Spelled P U P P P P P P. She is just like, let me just post up and be luxurious for the rest of my life, basically, because yeah. she doesn't know how long that's gonna be. Right. Yeah. So she checks into uh, the, she when she goes to check in, they say your room's not ready yet. She goes, OK, what rooms are ready? And they say oh, only one that we have ready is a presidential suite, which I believe was three thousand euro a night. Yeah. Which is four thousand right? dollars American in 2006. In 2006. So, yeah. So, I mean, account for inflation. Let's say she was spending four thousand U.S. 2006 dollars per night for. How many days are there between um, Christmas and New Year's? One week. One week. So seven. So, okay. A quick, little quick math. Theoretically six days, because then if she left on Christmas Day, she would have gotten there at, on the 26th. On Barksing Day? So let's say six days then. Mm. So that's $24,000 just on the hotel room. Yeah, just That she on... didn't even, yeah, she didn't yeah. blink at that. And no. that was in 2006, okay, mind you. So then she also does many activities, such as base jumping, yep, uh, snowboarding, spa-ing, and all of these things are at a luxury hotel, so you know they cost money. Oh, yeah. And then she goes to dinner with a chef that she likes, Chef Didier, mm-hmm. who is Gerard Depardieu. He, mm-hmm. she... Um, has the waiter read her the spa- uh, the menu. And then she's like, oh, it all sounds so good. Will he have the same menu the next night? Which is a good question to ask Georgia. Good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love the waiter going, no, he never makes the same <laughs> menu again. I was like, oh, that's not sustainable, my dude. I know. Right? There's no way. You're not going to repeat. You're not one menu repeater. Right. Exactly. The joke I was going to make. Oh, sorry. No, no. I'm glad you said it. Just, just checking if we're still on the same wavelength. 365 days of different menus? Get the fuck out There's of no here. way. There's no way. Yeah. So um, she's I like, well, bullshit. she's like, well, then I'm going to have to uh, try everything. Mm-hmm. And like, listen, that is one of my absolute fantasies to do that. Oh, and then like, mm-hmm. you and I used to go to a lot of restaurants together. We would be like, let's get mm-hmm. all of this. We would each have yeah. different meals. Okay, full meals to ourselves. 
and then get things to share. And then we're like a quarter into the thing that we were sharing and we're like, uh, I'm full. And then they bring over the main stuff yeah. and we're like, uh, I'm full. <laughs> Do you and remember I'm- when you went to that Chinese restaurant in Ottawa? Yeah. And the the waitress was like, as we were ordering, we kept on ordering more and more dishes. There were three of us sitting at a four-person table. And <laughs> after she takes all her orders, she just looks it over, up and down. And she goes, I'm going to have to bring over another table. And we went, huh? <laughs> you ordered too much stuff. You ordered too much food. I need to bring a whole other table. Now, to be fair, she was right. <laughs> She was right. Once they pull, uh, once they brought them all out, we were like, the fuck? Mm-hmm. We were also very hungover. Um, yeah. We had taken all day to recover. And then we had, we were finally like revived and went, we need to eat. We have not eaten one single thing. And then we went to that yeah. restaurant, saw everything on the menu and went, yes, Chef DDA, please. Chef DDA in Chinatown, please. Ottawa, please. <laughs> and then luckily chinese food is one of the best foods to have as leftovers so i yeah. i wasn't even mad about it because they no. boxed it all up for us freaking superstars yeah it was great um so she yeah. yeah she orders everything and then um she didn't change a single thing on the thing i love mm-hmm. so much uh, that uh, this thing that this movie does is like so she used to work at cragen department store the the ceo matthew cragen is the guy who like made up all this uh these department stores also he has like a self-help book called young hip and rich which is he's barely any of those things yeah He's not young. He's not hip. And then I think he's like barely rich at this point. Like, I mm. think he's going to have a shit. They say that he's going to have a shit fourth quarter. And like the sales all over the place are like tanking. You know, he's not doing some. Mm. Bu- he's not making smart business decisions. OK, perhaps um, they could have ta- called it old, out of touch and delusional. But I don't think that would have sold as well. Old, corny and <laughs> broke. <laughs> so he ends up being at the hotel pup along with this along with this senator who was supposed to come to georgia bird's church and then he didn't show up because he was skiing in the czech republic so the senator from her Mm. like uh region whatever her state her senate (laughs) um and then her uh, a congressman these mm. people are all there kind of on Matthew Cragen's dime, which is, I think, mm-hmm. not the most kosher thing. Um, Certainly he's running- illegal in Canada. But yeah. I don't know about in the States if that's strictly yeah. illegal. So the, he's trying to he's trying to like sweeten their deal or whatever so that they can pass something that allows him to do something, you know, politics, whatever, lobbying, whatever. Mm-hmm. Schmoozing. So they're all there together. And Matthew Cragen's... Um, assistant or i don't remember her job title but like the woman that he's having either. an affair with this gorgeous redhead woman i love this actress alicia witt is the name great name great yeah. stage name alicia witt um miss burns so she's there she actually works for matthew cragen uh i don't think she's necessarily his secretary like she's actually something uh, like actually has a title not that secretary isn't a title but you know she's technically is supposed to be doing something else other than him yeah hey yeah she has some kind of corporate role (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, get it together, Burns. So they're all there at the restaurant at the same time as Georgia. And they're all looking at the menu. They're like, oh, I'm going to get this instead of this. And I'm going to ask for the sauce on the side. And I'm going to ask for no dairy. And I'm going to ask this and this and this. And then it cuts to George. And then they bring the waiter, brings the ticket to Chef DDA. And he's like, oh, <laughs> he's like, Zutala, no, no meat, no dairy, no nothing. And then he gets the ticket for Georgia's table. And he's like, everything on the menu? He's like, for how many people? And then the guy's like, just one. He's like, one person ordered all mm-hmm. of this? He's like, okay, wow, amazing. And then. Um, wow, she has a appetite for life. <laughs> Who is this woman with this zesty personality? Who is this woman oh in God. this red dress? And then we un- uh, oh reveal my her. God, she her- so beautiful in the red dress. So beautiful. <gasps> what a reveal. When I the, loved. When I the mater d took off her like little pashmina, he's like, may I grab your pashmina? She's like, oh, is this what this is? <laughs> And he grabs She's it, like, and it's just like he reveals her like decolletage and then her titties. And I was like, yes. hell yeah, girl, get it. Oh my God, I loved that outfit. And I loved her hair too in that oh, scene. So good. We also didn't talk, uh, well, we can talk about it later, like the fashion and stuff. Because um, she does, mm-hmm. we do a little montage, which is a very 2006 montage. A very, I'm every woman yeah. type of fashion montage. Yeah. Yeah, you have the friends off to the side, crossing their arms and shaking their heads at the bad outfits. Oh, yes. Um, the good stuff, people. Matthew Cragen, very rich, very used to getting what he wants and, like, posturing and all those things, right? He's like, please make mm-hmm. sure that Chef DDA comes and sees us at the at our table because his mm-hmm. the congresswoman's uh, wife wants to meet him, whatever, right? Has all of his mm-hmm. cookbooks or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, yes, no problem. Um... And then when Chef DDA comes out, Matthew Craigan's like, hello, like gesturing him with his fingers, like, ew, beckoning him? Disgusting. It was, it was, it was like, it wasn't even a beckon. It was like he was, it was like he was calling him like a dog. I know, it was terrible. So disrespectful. So disrespectful. Craigan was like such a mean girl. He really was. He was such a little baby. And then Chef DDA goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then immediately like swerves and sits down with Georgia and she like at her table and she's freaking out. And then they're like, Mm -hmm. they're kvitzing, they're having a great time. Um, He's like, this woman, she is so beautiful. Uh." (laughs) Just like that. Mm -hmm. Making those weird ass pig noises. Dude, that was not. That was wild. French humor or something. I don't know. Fuck. Honestly, like. Gerard Depardieu had like 10 lines in this movie and I understood three. Yeah. My favorite line of his though was when he compares her to a turnip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said he's, he, he has so much admiration for her at this point in the movie because they've cooked together. They've talked about life, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, the turnip is so underrated. The turnip is the self-made woman of vegetables. <laughs> vegetables. <laughs> vegetables and I was like girl did you was that in the script like it surely I don't know there was no subtlety with the French I think <laughs> their mm-hmm. metaphors are right there I, I I do admire that he turned calling someone a turnip into a compliment though oh the humble turnip <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I loved um, how he was also just like he was just like just bathing them in butter and I was like I would eat that just oh, yeah. baby turnips just sautéed in straight butter. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, like full fat butter too. Not fucking mm. yellow ass full fat butter. 
Hell yeah. Can we talk about what a flex it was that DDA was walking through the market, just hollering at the vendors being like, three of your best fish, a whole wheel of whatever that fucking cheese is, send it to the hotel, put it on the hotel's bill. He wasn't even stopping. He was just walking and pointing and people were like at his beck and call and they knew to send it to the hotel, put it on the hotel's bill. Like that was so, he was bawling out of control with that. He was, I gotta say, what a move. Truly. Yeah. So then they become friends. Uh, Georgia slowly, like she, at this point, like she's just enjoying her life and then she's finally mm-hmm. like come into her power so then she can be as open. Like she was always keeping stuff in and not telling people how she mm-hmm. felt about anything like her, her love, Sean Williams, who is a cutie. LL mm-hmm. Cool J, I think is a good actor, you know? Yeah. Like he does what you want him to. I think he played it so cute. Um, they're very awkward, like interactions with each mm-hmm. other at the beginning were so endearing. I can see how some people were like, "That's too much. It's so cringy," but it's so like just sweet and endearing, and I loved it. And it's so satisfying at the end when they do eventually get together. Spoiler alert! Yeah, but uh, Georgia is empowered in her in her um, voice, and she's <laughs> very self righteously going around and like. If you're staying in the presidential suite and you're paying a lot of money ordering the entire menu every night, like you're going to be throwing around some fucking some judgment, you know, all over the place, which is that's what happens. You know, money. People are like, money is not going to change me. It fucking does. But I don't even think she was being like that judgy because at the end, like, no, this is a like controversial opinion. But at the end, they were like, oh, you've been judging our behavior all week. And I was like. She was just saying what everyone else was thinking. She wasn't being, like, overly judgy about, like... She wasn't, like, talking about your carbon footprint or whatever. She was being, like, you're cheating on your wife. That's fucked up. Literally, her, like, quote-unquote, judging your behavior was literally just putting holding up a mirror she was like hey you're fucking your boss who's married that's kind of weird anyways have a nice massage like she was just she was being like oh the senator hey you you do whatever the highest bidder asks you to do i can't fuck with that yeah anyways have a great day like she wasn't even being no 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 she wasn't she wasn't even being like out of control with it you know no no no, she wasn't it's not like she's going around and be like you're whack that outfit is whack like she wasn't doing (laughs) any of those things it was just like to the people who like she kept running into they said that she was judgy but like she was just speaking all of her things that she never would have said and what everybody else is thinking but Mm -hmm. they don't say right she's like i have three weeks to live two and a half now I am rich. I am enjoying my fucking time. I'm going to tell everybody what I think, which I, uh, you should. If you got nothing to lose, you're going to fucking tell everybody everything, you know? Yeah. And so if and, and you and then you ask yourself, is it the fact that she had three weeks to live or is it the fact that she had so much money or both? Because both of them mean that she is she's kind of above it all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I honestly think it's because she had three weeks to live because it's like, then you really have nothing to lose. Truly. When you have money, it's like money can always go away. Money can always come and money can always go away. True. Mm. Yeah. That's what my mama always Wise. told me. Yeah. That's why I'm not good with money. Anyways. Hee <laughs> 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 Thanks, mom. <laughs> so yes, she's just living it up at this hotel. Everything she does is a miracle and everybody marvels at her. They love it. She Mm -hmm. goes skiing for the first time. She does skiing lessons and then she 
accidentally uh, goes down a black diamond hill or whatever and then gets on the cover of a ski magazine for the hotel. And I was like, what the hell? This yeah. is some campy shit. And I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The magazine that somehow came out in the, the following three days that she was there. <laughs> yeah, right? The, the, the editors and the writers at the ski magazine of Hotel Pope were like... <laughs> typing so fast <laughs> miss georgia bird <laughs> yeah i want to read that article yeah I, yeah there like i so want to know many, what they so said many puns about miss georgia bird flying down the hill um i like the interaction that she has with uh, miss burns when they're at the spa one okay there's a scene where georgia like walks in on matthew cragan and miss burns like making out in the elevator and then after when Georgia tells off Miss Burns for like being rude to the uh, spa staff, which good for you, Georgia, you should. Miss um, mm-hmm. Burns approaches her while Georgia has cucumbers on her eyes. And then she goes, she's like all pouty and she's all like, woo woo. She's like, is it that obvious that I'm sleeping with him? Bro, girl, he has his hand on your ass all the time. What the hell are you talking about? She's like, what am I going to do? Quit my job? Go back to school? Georgia's like, yeah, bro. Do it. The fuck? (laughs) Absolutely. You should do that. She's like, do it. And chomps on her eye cucumbers and then puts them back. (laughs) You know how like when you watch movies as a kid, you remember very specific things that like don't have much context, but it's like you remember very specific things. That's always one thing I remembered from this movie. People always be eating the cucumbers off their face in movies. They do be, because it's, I would. Would you, though? What if it had products on it? That I'd be like, if it's good enough to be on my eye, it's good enough to be in my (laughs) (laughs) stomach. Okay, fair enough. That is a fair point. I would just do it for the joke. Uh, Knowing you, yes. Absolutely. What what did you like? Oh, I was going to say that I I like the friendship between Burns and Bird, because it was very much like, I don't know. It started off with, like, it, it didn't start off on the best foot. You mm-hmm. know, Georgia was a little bit aggressive with the commentary. But then um, she was just she was just being honest. And then when when Miss Burns came around and she was like, hello, <laughs> I don't have any lady friends. Everyone else in the office doesn't like me. Na, 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 na. Can you be my friend? And then Georgia was like, girl. And then yeah. she just talked to her like a, like a person. And I just liked that like, yeah. realness. I like Georgia uh, judging her being a little self-righteous and then them actually coming and meeting in the middle and then them seeing each other as like people. Exactly. I like that. I like that. Yeah, meeting in the middle. Meeting in the middle. Actually like speaking to people because it's a lot harder to be like judgmental when you're talking face to face to a person, you know, or like hateful or yeah. any of those things. What did you think of, like, the um, ending, kind of the climax of this movie and the, uh, what do you call after climax, the denouement? What did you think yeah. of the climax and denouement of this movie? What are we saying is the climax? Is the climax when everyone finds out that she, no, the climax is when, what is the climax? What do so, we think it is? So when, when they're at, they're at the dinner where Georgia gets exposed by Cragen for being an employee and not a rich person. She's like, yeah, and I never said I was rich. <laughs> I love the facial expression she has the whole time. And everyone's everyone's all like, ooh, Matthew Cragen, you suck so bad. You shouldn't have done that. We're leaving. Yeah. And then 
she goes about her business um and then matthew cragen goes up on the roof to maybe jump to his death he get he hoses a bottle of champagne or whatever yeah and i would say the climax is everyone being on that ledge with him yes okay that's 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 also what i thought um he does not take rejection well um he realizes Mm. he did a shitty thing does not like this icky feeling of guilt (laughs) and being out out of his body out of his body out of a window off a ledge um, so he's drunkenly, drunkenly sitting on the ledge and Georgia, it's so funny how like the wait, the waiter, the, like one of the hotel staff run to Georgia's room to be like, Matthew Cragen's on the ledge as if she's the one, like there are no emergency services. They're like, Georgia Bur- no. Bird, this very rich, fabulous lady is going to talk him off the ledge. Yep. Which like she did. Which honestly she did. <laughs> and can you imagine if the emergency services had like a. Dial one for fire, two for the popo, and three for Miss Georgia Bird. <laughs> In the Czech Republic, specifically. Yeah. And she will just come and, and give you some real talk. Yeah. And just bring you, she'll she'll just help you, like, recenter yourself, and that's an option. She goes out on the ledge and then, like, sits out there with him to be like, Matthew, what's going on? Like, what are you doing? This is silly. She- he's, he's like, uh, please. <laughs> They like I love how people still beat on him when he's literally yeah. on the edge. So like Miss Burns comes out, she's like, "Matthew, what are you doing? You're never gonna jump. You're not. You're not gonna jump." <laughs> and then George is like, "Get so back funny. inside! Shut the hell up!" <laughs> yeah. At the same time as Matthew Cragen sitting on the um, ledge, mm-hmm. we have been seeing that uh, Ladies Love Cool James um, is has found is has found out why Georgia left. He has very little time left he needs to tell her how he feels so he jumps Mm -hmm. on a plane he like does all this investigative work goes to her house sees her book of possibilities rip which is mortifying literally if she if she wasn't already gonna die of of the brain disease girl that would be enough to put you under my favorite thing your dream journal bro with cutouts of their face bro taped onto fucking catalog photos dude yeah (laughs) over yeah it's over never call me i'm moving countries goodbye um when he was like pass away when he says the line (laughs) the way you said that i would simply pass away jump off the ledge um when he says the line um anything something something possibility is like very heavy-handed oh <laughs> and she was like oh you done and seen my possibilities book god damn it that would have been that my was maybe too. that was my favorite exchange in the whole whole movie <laughs> when he just his eyebrows went so high when he said it just opens your mind to different possibilities and looks at her with these big old eyes and his eyebrows like being like want 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 and she's like oh no brother you saw my book <laughs> that was the best she was so just funny. like so she was so blase about it because she thinks she's gonna die yeah. in a few days but guys plot twist at the same time as Ladies Love Cool James is literally hot-stepping up the mountain to get his way to Georgia Bird to tell her that he loves her and that they should spend as much time as she has left together, which, fucking cute. Mm. 
a little insane if you put it in real world context for someone who you're not even dating to fly halfway across the world and across the Atlantic Ocean and take yeah. time off work to go tell you and they know that you're dying. They just came across to say like, what's up? I love you too. Let's spend the rest of your life together. Um, but uh, all that aside, while that's happening, um, Dr. Gupta, who is the doctor who uh, gave her the diagnosis in the first place, has figured out that the machine that they did her CT scan on was faulty because it was secondhand. And so he's made it his personal duty to let her to find out what the problem was. And he found out that there was a faulty machine. So he sent he's he also did like kind of did the research on her and ended up on her front step and got the neighbor boy to help out and, and get <laughs> this get, neighbor boy is like contact. what the fuck she never gets any visitors and now in one week two dudes it's grand central station <laughs> yeah two dudes like what is this a rom-com <laughs> fuck and then this and then he somehow dr gupta finds out where she's staying which is hotel poop and then sends a fax to the front desk to tell her that she is not actually dying. And then this fax gets comes in or gets discovered at the same time that everyone's on the ledge. <laughs> so Gunther, who has been kind of an uh, kind of a secondary antagonist the whole movie, comes up holding onto the paper being like miss bird miss bird you're not going to die after all i don't know what accent she i think she's german i think she's supposed to be german yeah she was very german yeah very german i don't know i'm just doing the accent of the fucking vampires from what we do in the shadows (laughs) my european accents now and then she comes up and they're all like there's like there's literally like a little like lineup of people on the ledge at this point i think ll cool j is out there she's gripping ll cool j's legs so hard (laughs) i which is so fucking funny because he's freaking out on the ledge like he's trying to play cool and do this big romantic gesture but he is freaking the fuck out and then she comes out one could say that he's trying to play it ll cool uh i found it so funny that she ll stands for ledge ledge Ledges love Cool James. This is stupid. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. I find it funny that she was gripping his leg so hard as if she was on the edge, on that ledge, mm-hmm. because sixty percent of her body is inside on solid ground. Yeah, she was inside. Only her top half was. She could have just easily peered out, but she was gripping onto. His leg being like, you don't... Actually, no. I think she, like, got up on her, like, knees and then was truly out there. So, never mind. It's still very funny. The fact that she's gripping his leg so hard. <laughs> and there's so many of them. And then I love, like, the cutaways to the senator and the congressman being like, oh, they're waving. Uh, wave back. Oh, hi. Yep. <laughs> and then they're like, so oh, silly. more people are out there. Should we be... We're not... We're the only ones not out there. Should we go? I thought that was very much like, you know, the two Muppets who are the peanut gallery. Yes. From the Muppets, those two old guys. I felt like that was that was exactly that commentary. That's exactly what that was. It was very funny. So, yeah, we find out that ladies love Cool James, loves Georgia Bird. Mm. um, And she doesn't have Lampington's disease. And then uh, Mm -hmm. Matthew Cragen 
She like says a bunch of inspirational shit to Matthew Cragen and stuff. And then <coughs> it was so funny because even like this whole week, this man was like, I'm going to show off. I'm going to pay for these people. I'm going to treat like I'm going to get everything I want. Everything's going to go my way. And then this lady shows up and just like starts usurping his friends, starts usurping his like hotel luxury experience is beating him and everything at base jumping at skiing or whatever. He's not used Mm -hmm. to losing. And literally this man is putting his life on a, on the ledge and she still usurps him with her like love story. The fact that she finds out that she's not dying, all that stuff. And then it like, she says some inspirational things to him, but not enough because all these things start happening to her. And then she's like, what do you say, Matthew? Like, should we go inside? He's like, I guess so. That was very funny. Because it's yes. she doesn't say, like, Yo, you need to live like you're a good guy or whatever. I think she... I can't even remember what she says to him. It's, like, so unimportant to me. But he's just watching all of this unfold, like, wow. <laughs> this ain't even about me anymore. Should this I find another me. ledge? Yeah. You guys have taken you this know ledge. What? I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> what What she says to him amounts to, like... Get a grip, appreciate what you have, and realize yeah. that you're not a one-man show, basically. Yes. And yes. so the the real talk that she gives him yet again, which could to some be perceived as judgment or could to others be perceived as, you know, uh, tough love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, it's what he needed because it made him come off the uh, ledge. I almost exactly. said shelf. <laughs> <laughs> you little elf. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little Kragen on a shelf. And then the movie kind of ends from there. And I, okay, so if I were to have some gripes about this movie, I think one of them would be how everything kind of happened on that ledge, you know? <laughs> really? I mean, I it's liked funny. It. it was I, so crazy. It was crazy. It was zany. It, yeah, it's not that I don't dislike it. It was just like, um, I don't know. It just, it's. But that's the thing about this movie. It's that, like, you ex- you don't expect it to be anything more. So even... Uh, the only reason why I'm picking it is because I have to have a gripe with something, you know? So that I can okay, say yeah. I have a gripe, you know? Um, Yeah, my gripe is that it all happens all at once. And it's very, like, oh, and then this got resolved. And then she got her money back, you know? Not that she doesn't deserve mm-hmm. it. She fucking deserves everything, okay? Yeah. That's my only gripe is that everything kind of resolved itself in every kind of she got her way a lot of the times and I'm like it's great but from like a writing standpoint that's never what you want all the time to make things like good and interesting but also from an like a based off of the context of what this movie is and what you want it to be it's perfect in that way yeah and I think in the context you you the writers and and everyone could play it that way because they keep hammering home what a shit hand she was dealt to begin with. So yeah. everything that comes after is almost like divine intervention. And she yeah. she says so herself indirectly by the the, the like um, numerous asides, I guess you could say, that she makes to God himself. She'll look up and just talk at the sky or talk at the ceiling like as if she's talking to God. And I think that that is part of, I, I buy it for that reason. Yeah, I love an aside to God. It's very funny. Yeah. 
Mm. Very, very funny. My gripe with this movie is the wig they put her in in the casino scene. Yeah. That's my gripe with this movie. There's a bad wig when she goes mm. shopping. Mm-hmm. I think it's, then, I think they reuse it. Oh. Yeah, I have a I have an issue with that. Also, I find it very funny that in the Czech Republic, she's going to find a person who can deal with her hair, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But but th- this is a fantasy. Movie. Yes, yes, yes. We know this is a fantasy. Yeah. I just I'm just being pedantic. Yeah. Um no, I I hear you. And I also was pedantic with the outfits. Why do they have to dress her so even there's only a very few outfits where she gets to dress kind of like sexy and like why do they have to make her so frumpy all the time let let plus size women not be covered up all the time you don't have to put a blazer over it no you don't have to put a frill on the shoulder you don't have to do that you could just let it be a t lace sleeves get out of here you don't have to put a lace sleeve you don't have to wrap her when she's in the um spa and they, instead of letting her walk with, like, like a normal person with a towel wrapped around her and, like, tucked at the boob like everyone does, oh, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. her in a whole towel wrapped up around her shoulders. I'm like, you don't have to do that. Maybe Queen Latifah wanted it. Maybe not. Let's not, let's let people not dress frumpy if they're plus size. Please, I beg of you. Yeah. Because I... how good did she look in that red dress? So good, man so good when they did that reveal she's mm. just like so pretty um the other outfit of Stunning. hers that i love was that casino scene so uh where she's wearing that like yellow is it suit. yeah it's yellowish kind of a like a long jacket with the um i don't even know how you like, describe you know at the collar bell sleeves? At, at the cuff rather yeah it was like a like a bell sleeve like dupioni silk yellow yeah like duster coat like almost power Very avant-garde <laughs> power suit i was like whoa is this lestat yeah lestat but make it mustard yellow yeah it was like fall tones <laughs> you know what outfit i hated the most which one tell me um i think she had fuzzy boots the, oh oh re- the market scene yeah like i didn't puffer jacket? i just I never really loved that outfit. <laughs> i just hate fuzzy boots the boots with the fur, you know? They're very triggering Girl, to me. I, I think I like that outfit because I had that outfit. <laughs> the pink puffer jacket with the fuzzy boots. I like I the it. jacket. I like the jacket on mm-hmm. her. It's a good color on her. I hated the boots because I just hate those boots. You couldn't fuck with the boots. I couldn't fuck with the and boots even you. even when, when I was of that age in 2006. Those boots were very annoying to me yeah in the era of um who who sung who sung that song dynamite bullet bulletproof (laughs) yeah same era you know that one that it was like dynamite that one (laughs) (laughs) if i told you once then not told you twice we gonna light it up like it's dynamite isn't that i came to dance dance is that neo i feel like it starts with a t it's so unimportant but i gotta know dynamite i feel like it's neo song tayo cruz tayo cruz how you feel yeah dude i like like apple bottom jeans boots with the fur listen to dynamite by tayo cruz era yeah that was 
I get why that can be triggering. What was your favorite quote from this movie? Oh, God. I don't know why I can't remember specific lines. And I watched this movie so much. Um, <laughs> there's one line. It's not so much the line, but it's the way that Ladies Love Cool James delivers it. It's like when they're mm-hmm. still in New Orleans and Georgia's doing her like demonstration of the pots and pans and she makes like the food. And LL Cool J comes upstairs from where his department is. And then mm-hmm. he like... the way that he says it to her he's like georgia i'm so sorry i just uh, the smell like wafts down to my department and i gotta gotta i gotta come and get it (laughs) he's literally like undressing her with his eyes complimenting her cooking being like he wants her to ask him out so bad so badly yeah it's so that's one that's a funny one. And then it's mostly about like the way that they're delivered. And then like even Miss Burns yes. going, is it obvious that I'm sleeping with him? You stupid idiot. <laughs> if I was Georgia, I would have like taken off. I would have lifted up one cucumber and been like, just not even say anything. Just like look at her with through one cucumber. With one. Eye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, so I can't remember specific lines. Another moment I really like, it's not a line either, but I think it's, I think they actually had Smokey Robinson like singing, but after she, after she, um, sings, oh no, no, sorry. After she wins all of her winnings back at the casino, which is good for you, Georgia. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy for you. Um, she's like in her feelings, listening to Smokey Robinson sing. And I was like, wow, I identify with that. Mm Mm-hmm. I love being in your feelings watching a performer sing. It's very yeah, cancer arising can... of me. <laughs> yeah. I think you have been in that. I think you have been in that situation maybe one or maybe six times. <laughs> what about you? Do you have a favorite line? Yeah, my favorite line is Gunther in the hotel room. When she, when, I don't exactly remember how it comes up, like what the context is, but she's talking to Queen Latifah and she goes, yeah, I know I'm a bitch. Yeah, I am aware. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm a bitch. It's just yeah. like it's just like no one has said any like swears or curse words up till this point in the movie and I was like, "Oh, a little spicy." And it was surprising. I was like, "I thought this movie was PG." Yeah. Pretty good. Oh, we also didn't talk about John uh, a young almost unrecognizable. It's so funny cuz like John Carlo Esposito is such a good actor. I mm. didn't realize he was in this movie. Like, even after the fact, after, like, seeing him in uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and stuff, that he mm-hmm. was in this movie. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, holy fuck. Anyways. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I know him from because the thing that I know him from is not, like, the main things that you just mentioned. The Mandalorian? Oh, side note, by the way. Yeah? Um, yeah, that's how I know him. I know him from The Mandalorian. Also, fun fact... The woman who plays Gunther, her name is Susan Kellerman, and she was also in Death Becomes Her. <gasps> she was one of the doctors. Yeah. that Whoa. I didn't even notice that. Amy noticed that when she was watching it with us. And, like, this is one of Amy's superpowers, I swear to God. I don't know when the last time Amy has seen Last Holiday, but when we were watching... Um, <laughs> Death becomes her for this to to review she was like oh my god she was in uh she was in that other movie i was like what are you talking about she was like yeah 
She was she's Gunther. She Whoa. even remembered the character's name. Like she didn't have to look it up. That's crazy. That was wild. I know, um, right? Because that's what a well, deep cut. What a very deep cut. Also, I'm looking at this, and the mm-hmm. top cast in this movie. So like we have all of the regular people, and then Chloe Bailey, who is the new Little Chloe Mermaid. Bailey. She's in this movie? Yeah, as someone named Angie, who I have no idea. And then also her sister, Hallie Bailey. Do you think they were, um, do you think they were Queen, uh, Queen George's sister's kids? I think so, but we never see her kids, but I guess that's in a deleted scene or something. Cause I'm, I'm seeing this one character called Tanya. I'm pretty sure that's her sister. Yeah. And then there's three kids yeah listed all together and i'm like oh anton angie and tina those must be the kids but then you never see even though them. they never That's got mentioned so by name. crazy i can't believe it's Chloe that Bailey. is one gripe that is another gripe that i have with this movie is that the one thing that i don't buy is that a woman who is this like personable and loves to cook and loves to take care of the people around her would not be an amazing auntie to those three kids her I mean, sister's kids. She you know? is. But, like, you you barely see her connection with her sister or her, their, the kids at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, like, that's a... I think that's another gripe I have with this is that there's not a lot of, like, background context to Georgia. Like, we don't know why yeah. she's like this, where her sister is. We know a little yeah. bit about her sister, uh, but not much. To me, the impression is that like, Georgia would be a very good auntie. But it's just, like, her sister keeps bringing them all over the place because she keeps, like, wanting to become a singer or go Mm. move here for a guy, you know? Like, I just think she's trekking them along. Who knows? We don't know. That's a thing. We don't know. We have speeches about buttered turnips, but not her context (laughs) and her heritage. Um, What rating would you give this movie? Mm. I would give this movie a seven possibilities books out of 10. <laughs> I what would, about you? I would also give it seven buttered turnips out of 10. Mmm, yummy. <laughs> Yummo, because I love this movie. I will always watch it. It is always entertaining to me. I love Queen Latifah and anything she does. Um, it's just like, is it a movie... Oh, I was going to say, is it a movie that changed my life? A little, maybe, as a young person, yeah. Maybe. But um, actually, 7.5. There we go. Final answer, Alex. <gasps> Aw, rip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's rip. in the arms of an angel. <laughs> Alex Trebek, a great Canadian. <sighs> I'm so sad. All the time, about everything. <laughs> everything, everywhere, all at once. Very sad. <gasps> I haven't seen that movie yet. You haven't? No. I don't know where to watch it. Bro, it is a wild. I just need to sit down and watch it. It is a wild journey. I've heard it is a roller coaster. A little rolly roller coaster. Yeah, truly. Um, Was it good, though? Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was long. It was... Oh. It was long in the sense of I kept being like, this has to end. This has to be the end. And then it kept going. And I was like, this has to be the end. I watched a movie like that recently, and that's how I felt. It was this movie, um, All is Quiet on the Western Front. Have you heard of this one? It's a, it's a movie about World War I. 
whoa whoa um, the the end like the end of world war one basically and but it's from like the perspective of a german soldier oh that does sound and it long. is v- very good very long like maybe yeah. a half an hour longer than it should have been in my humble opinion recently came out yeah it's a netflix netflix especial oh yeah definitely worth a watch but like you know you gotta have a night could have been shorter any final thoughts that's it you've said everything you want to say i i rest my ll cool j case Uh, (laughs) that was there was no joke there i just wanted to say ll cool j again yeah i i fair enough Mm -hmm. um molly where can the people find you on the social media the people can find me on social media at Molly's Outbox on Instagram and TikTok. How about you, Kat? They can find me on any social media at It's Catherine Ram. Oh, and you can also find um, Vomcom, Vomcom on TikTok and Instagram at Vomcom Podcast. Thank you for doing that. I forgot. Oh, thank you for doing the honors. <laughs> Have you have you calmed down from your spice level from your soup from earlier? Yeah. Good. I had a lot of sips of uh, this carbonated beverage. And I drank warder, lemon warder, lemon and mint warder with honey. Because I think my throat is scratchy just... or dry. We'll see. Hopefully I don't oh. get sick. If I'm Hopefully sick it's just because you were working really hard and you probably didn't hydrate enough today. If you were oh, working 1, really like crazy. Yeah. That's usually the culprit. Is it that time? <laughs> yeah. It is time. I'm going to hydrate. <laughs> okay, everyone, Kat, you hydrate. Everyone listening, you also go hydrate. If it's one thing you take away from this podcast, drink some water. Drink some water. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us some comments. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, like and subscribe mm-hmm. in any way that you can on anything mm-hmm. that we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks so much. Have a great freaking day. Yeah, thank you so much. Peace and love. Adios. Thanks. Adios. I am fond of you, you know. And a girl? I don't wish you weren't such a stinker. <laughs> <laughs>